there should be a little bit more, you know, a structure how you how you work with startups as a municipality. This would be a strategy, a vision. Do we want to work with startups? Do we want to work with companies? And how do we do it in order to solve problems, to, uh, challenges, etc.? So more structure and more a strategy about it. Welcome to Smart in the City, the Bobble podcast. I am your host, Tamlin Shimizu, and really at Bobble, we aim to connect the players in the smart city industry with high quality information and ideas through our platform and services. This podcast is really an extension of this goal and mission to drive the change for a better urban life. So what better place to start than in Copenhagen? Um, While there are many cities progressing quickly in this area, I think we can agree that Copenhagen has a very unique ecosystem and they're really pioneers in many areas, introducing technology and innovation into the fabric of urban life. This month, we are diving into success stories from Denmark and featuring different projects in collaboration with Copenhagen Capacity. So make sure to follow us on LinkedIn to have a look at these interesting use cases from the region. In the last months, I've been traveling to many, many cities, and I have personally met with our three guests of today, who are important players in the Copenhagen ecosystem. Reike Peterson, who is the head of Green Transition Team at Copenhagen Capacity. Andersloth Nielsen, who is the Senior Investment Manager and Head of Smart City at Copenhagen Capacity. And Martine Reinhold Kildeby, who is the Head of Strategic Partnerships at BlocksHub. Hi, how are you doing today? Hi, Tamlin, doing fine. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doing quite well. Thanks for joining us, Reike. And Anders, how are you doing today? Good, very well. And thanks so much for, for having us. We've been looking forward to it. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for joining us. Um, hi, Martine. Welcome Hello. to the show. Hello, Tamlin. Thank you very much. So let's start with a question for the three of you. I'm going to start with you, Martina. If Bloxhub were an animal, which animal would it be? I think Bloxhub would definitely been, be like a 12-legged uh, octopus or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Reaching out to every corner of the world, all being centered in some uh, big brain and body. Oh, that's a really nice answer. Um, I'm not sure if 12-legged octopi exist. Me neither. (laughs) But they're really intelligent animals too. So um, good good choice. Um, Yeah, perfect. Now I'm going to ask Anders, if Copenhagen capacity were an animal, which animal would it be? I don't know. I'll, I'll say a lion. If it, if it also comes down to Copenhagen capacity, you know, we, we're a very <laughs> proactive organization and, and we, 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 uh, we help foreign companies come here and establish themselves and, and attract uh, foreign investments. Uh, and that really takes a, a certain amount of proactivity in your yeah. daily work. So, um, and I think, I think Copenhagen as a, as a city, it's also very, um, proactive. And I think a lion has to be that, uh, in order to feed the family or whatever they call it. Down, yeah, down king there. of the yeah. king of the jungle yeah. or <laughs> safari or something. Yeah. Do you have a, do you agree Arega, or do you have a different animal in mind? I do actually. And, uh, 
we actually ha did a kind of the same exercise a couple of years ago at Cop Cab, and we ended up, and I totally still find this animal uh, appropriate for, 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 for the city and for, for Copenhagen capacity still, and that was a dolphin. You know, we smart, we like to, we fast, we have fun, um, <laughs> we like the... We, we like to be in the water, close to the water. Uh, we like to uh, to work in teams and uh, to be around others. And so, so that was uh, the animal we we went for that time. And I, I still think it is uh, appropriate. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks so much for playing along. Now let's dig in a bit deeper. So, why don't you tell me a little bit more about Copenhagen capacity and blocks up? Yes, I'll be pleased to. My, so my name is Rege Petersen. I am uh, the team leader of uh, the Green Transition Team at Copenhagen Capacity. We are an investment promotion agency working uh, in uh, to promote uh, Greater Copenhagen, uh, mainly the capital, uh, and but also other regions around Copenhagen. My aim is to. Um, to attract businesses or the focus I have is on the build environment. So I would, um, um, I would love to see a lot of uh, solutions and technologies and companies that are enhancing the green transition within the build environment. That could be everything from technology companies uh, to engineers, architects. Um, so that is what I'm basically aiming for in my current position. Lovely. Thank you so much. Uh, Anders? Yes, and uh, I'm, I'm uh, part of the team here at Copenhagen Capacity and uh, uh, sit in the same team as, as Rega, our green transition team. I sit as uh, head of smart city technologies and solutions. So so my focus is uh, very much focusing on companies who have you know a smart city technology that uh, is relevant for greater Copenhagen and supporting uh, the overall uh, green transition and urban developments uh, through deploying that technology, but really about attracting foreign companies and foreign investors uh, into the ecosystem here. Yeah, wonderful. Thanks for the introduction. Uh, Martina, can, can you just sum up a bit? What, is, what do you do here at BlocksHub and what is your main goal? Yeah, well, Blockstop is, as I said, it's both like a physical place. Uh, you would maybe look at it and think it's a co-working place. And it is. We have residents sitting here working uh, every day. We have around 1,000 people coming in and out every day, all working within the urban development somehow. Um, but it's much more than that. You know, it's actually an, a platform, an organization that are linking people uh, getting people to share innovation and ideas. And the whole idea, the aim uh, and purpose of BlockSub is to scale these solutions, creating better cities worldwide. So that is really like the whole idea of the organizations. Yeah, wonderful. Collaborating together, even in the physical setting, can bring people so much closer and really get people talking and working towards these solutions together. So, um, and can you tell us a bit about the most important aspects of the Copenhagen ecosystem, Anders? Yeah, so I mean, we I think when it comes to the ecosystem as a whole, I think we we're very fortunate to have um, a rather flat hierarchical uh, structure here. So 
it means that the ecosystems are being built on a very open-minded approach. But we've been very, very good at uh, implementing uh, certain living labs, uh, meaning these, um, you know, sort of labs or, or real-life uh, places in cities where companies can come and. Uh, and test out their technologies together in in public-private partnerships. Um, you may have heard of, of some of them, but we have we have the Copenhagen Solutions Lab that is sort of part of the the city of Copenhagen and is responsible responsible for for many uh, smart city uh, pilots and. Uh, and tests, uh, but then you also have the the Doll uh, Living Lab, which is um, which is uh, Europe's uh, largest living living lab for for smart city and outdoor lighting technologies. So 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 we've been very good at I think creating you know uh, ecosystems where there's room for testing your solutions in collaborations with the uh the public uh, uh the public as well such as municipalities yeah thank you um and so what would be kind of your piece of advice to companies who are maybe looking to do that work so come and test their technologies in the living labs work um in the greater uh, copenhagen area yeah, my, my advice for, for for companies who have an interest in utilizing these living labs, I think it actually starts with uh, some sort of of commitment because it's you know it's great to be able to t- to test out your solution and but and in in a sort of in a pilot phase, but at some point um, you also need to think about well how do we move on from here so. So being able to sort of commit to that investment of being part of a living lab and and think about, well, how can we grow from here at a at an early stage and have that dialogue going is is probably my my best advice. So it doesn't just end up being a, a pilot or a test in a living lab and then then that's it because that can also be a very sad story for a company. Yeah, that's very true. I think one of the things that we see a lot at Babel is really a lot of pilots and then really looking at how can we how can we really take this and scale up from there. So I think that's a really uh, a really great point that you raise. Reke, did you have anything to add to that? Yeah, but I think as and you can also add that um of course, it's a risk for a company to go into another market and to do pilots, and and and, and it just takes some some money and some efforts. But that's where we see that we have an advantage because it's 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 also very simple and very easy to open up in business. It's uh, not that expensive, and and it's not a big risk basically. So you can open and you can scale up and you can scale down. So this is why we are on the top of the rankings for being the most the country where it's easiest to do business so um i think uh, because you just see that the companies are really um taking the step and getting engaged and is here on a daily basis they just getting more embraced from the whole ecosystem and also if you want to to be a part if you want to be a part of a public-private partnership you, you simply have to be here on a daily basis and and therefore it's it's good to see that it's that we can actually offer the companies 
very easy rules and very easy ways of 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 of, of setting up this business um, here in the region. Yeah, that's great, and I think uh, organizations like yours really really do help young companies especially find their place in certain cities. So it's really great work that you do. Um, and for all three of you, do you have any success stories you'd like to share? Uh, Martina? Yeah, we have many kind of stories that I could really tell because we activate our members of the organizations in so many ways. And it's, it's all about, as I said, collaboration and making partnerships to create progress, really, and impact towards a better, better city, really, um, both here in Copenhagen, of course, but actually just as much internationally. So we really also want to bring uh, solutions out there and implement them in other cities around the world. So we have we have like local uh, stories that I could tell where some of our members have gone together also with academia to create solutions that are actually like physical solutions that you can uh, you can use in a setting where you want to measure the indoor climate. For example, the Airbird is is a good example. Oh. That's like a physical solution that came out of a collaboration. And um, then we also have uh, a lot of collaboration internationally where we work close with cities and companies abroad. And um, yeah, we have great uh, stories to tell about collaborations in, for example, New York, where we have been working with the, the Bernard campus. They uh, worked with, with our team here to involve our members to create the first circular uh, campus worldwide. Wow. So um, this is uh, this is a great case that that we like to mention and um, I personally also work a lot with German cities to uh, inspire them and to learn from them as well and to have this uh, cross border collaboration really in order to really strengthen uh, both the process, but also the speed that we want to upgrade our cities with. So, yeah, wonderful. And if a city is listening and they want to know how they can collaborate with you, what would you say? Please send me an email, <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> because um, I'm in contact with with many cities worldwide, and um, we always look into the specific case. Uh, what are you looking into? What challenges do you have? And how can we? Like, um, look at the challenge together and find out what is the best ne next steps in regard to finding both a future-proof but also very holistic solution, of course, sustainable solution. Yeah. Um, and uh, then we will involve experts um, from our network that, that can support the further process of finding the right way forward. Wonderful. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Reke? Well, there are two things um, that I would like to share in this uh, regard. And one is uh, the latest success that um, we had. A success is like uh, when a company established in, in the region and in Greater Copenhagen. And we recently assisted and supported uh, a German startup called uh, Gorillas. Uh, they started up in Copenhagen. They deliver groceries within 10 minutes. So you can literally go to your phone and, and, and start and open the app and you can then within 10 minutes have your grocery at home. They, it's just brilliant and they deliver it with e-bikes. So it's just uh, a good um, a good uh, solution for Copenhagen, a green solution. And that is actually what we're aiming for. 
And um, and the other thing is that we and and you are a part of that as well. This German uh, Danish collaboration or also like Hamburg Copenhagen collaboration that we are experiencing at the moment. There's something about this um, um, that cities want to work together and uh, to make partnerships and to you know promote themselves towards uh, investors and companies from abroad or from overseas and uh, that we are kind of a mega region region and 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 I just think that this collaboration has a lot of potential uh, going looking onwards also for for attracting even more uh, sustainable and smart and and brilliant uh, companies to 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 the northern part of Europe and to 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 greater Copenhagen. Yeah, those are those are great examples I think. And actually gorillas, we use it at our Stuttgart office as well. So we we order all of our um fun drinks, shall I say, and any any other supplies that we need um all through them. So it's it's been a big game changer for us um okay. to have them. So yeah, you can share that also with them. <laughs> that you. It's good to hear. <laughs> yeah, and it's also been a pleasure to be part more uh working in this Danish German collaboration as well. I think it's super important when we think about um this cross-border collaboration and really what what we can share with each other, the lessons learned and um I've really been uh, enjoying that as well and I hope to yeah, be more of a part of it in the future as well. So And then, did uh, Anders? Do you also have a success story to share? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we we see a lot of um, a lot of interest coming from also the investment space, foreign investors looking into investing here in the ecosystem, and also Danish companies. Um, one of the the cases that we've we 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 consider a success uh, this past year is. Um, Uh, uh, an early stage VC fund called Antler, which is uh, very much present all around the world, but but um, they basically s- established a, a presence and an office here, actually at Blockshop, um, to invest in in between 10 to 20 uh, green tech companies uh, every year here, uh, and also between 70 70 to 100 uh, individuals who have great wow. great uh, ideas in in the sort of green tech uh, space. Uh, so we see a lot of um, excitement and enth- enthusiasm about investing in uh, potential technologies and solutions uh, here in in Denmark, and uh, and that's super exciting. I think that's um, that's really a great success, and it shows that we have quite a, a unique ecosystem. Yeah, it, it really is, and um, I guess also to go with that, I, I hear a lot from companies as well, and they obviously struggle. New companies they're struggling with finding investment. Um, do you have any advice on that? Yeah, I think I mean, there's actually <clears throat> it's 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 all about well, first of all, trying to assess what kind of money do you need because I would say. There's there's a lot of different sources out there, both private and public funding. So I think it it starts with that, but that's also something we we help with to sort of give that overview. But I think, especially maybe coming from 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 the outside and wanting to maybe start up uh, your business here or, or get an investment that allows you to to implement certain projects uh, or, or scale your business, then it's important to look at um, both the public and the private side. Um, I think, you know, the sort of Danish way of doing business, the mentality is we, we have quite a flat hierarchical structure. So you can, mm. you can, you can, 
you know, people are willing to speak with you as long as you have a, a great idea. But um, it's 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 really about understanding the full landscape and maybe not only only focus on on private uh, private capital coming from VC funds, but maybe also taking the public into consideration. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And um, yeah, I never know what to, it's not my area of expertise. So, you know, sometimes actually companies will come to me and be asking about these things and I can kind of point them in different directions, but I really have no um, good advice to give. So um, thank you also for that. I, have, I can sound a bit more intelligent now when they ask me. So yeah. um, I, can, I can share a very short story if you want me to, because we yeah, actually sure. have a a Swedish company, they're called Parametric uh, Solutions. They were part of the Urban Tech Accelerator program at uh, over, which was ran in in Blockshop as well. And and uh, you know when that accelerator finished, they had to look towards other sources of funding to keep on going. And yeah. and and they've applied for certain public funds in Denmark, uh, which they've been eligible to do uh through sort of setting up a business here um so you know that's that's how we support and help also yeah that's that's uh that's a good story to share and i think hopefully some some companies can find a little inspiration in that as well um now maybe to counterbalance a little bit these frontline success stories you have been sharing with us we also have a segment we call mess up stories we don't want to call them failures but yeah, if you have any, you know, maybe lessons learned or any uh, mess up stories uh, really from the past that you can talk about today, that would be great. Martina? Yeah, it's, it's funny when, when you say failures and, uh, <laughs> you know, in, I think in, in some of the culture that we also bring with us abroad when we collaborate is uh, the culture of making failure and we maybe even won't regard it as a failure really yeah. just uh, try and error really um you have to we can't wait to have the perfect solution so actually we need to try out new things all the time see do they work or do they not work which way to go forward so of course we all the time have like um, challenges uh, with, for example, working with, we've been working with Latin America. They of course have big challenges in regard to getting an overview of where to start when they want to improve their cities. And um, sometimes, you know, even if you have the technical solutions, you need to have the involvement of people to a lot higher degree than expected and maybe the other way around really. So there's there are challenges all the time. So sometimes we move forward quickly and sometimes it's a bit slower. But that has nothing to do with failure, just uh, <laughs> trial and error. Yeah, yeah, I like how you put that a lot. That's a, that's a wonderful way to put it. Um, Reke, do you have any mess up stories you'd like to share with us today? If I see that in a, in a business perspective, I would, uh, I would say that the worst Thing that can happen to us is, is if uh, a company would choose to go somewhere else. I mean, we are constantly in in in, in competition with other cities, and uh, if we lose it, it's a tough thing. And there are some cities that are really uh, tough and that are good competitors uh, for many reasons. And and you know, Stockholm and Amsterdam and, and Hamburg are around. So uh, and we do some fat times uh, lose the game. <laughs> Uh, towards cities, um, and there, there, there are different reasons for that. And 
some of the other cities are very good at, you know, helping with funding or even giving funding or give certain extras. So, yeah, but that's just a part of the game. Yeah. And I I can imagine that the the cities are quite in competition, but then we want them to, you know, we also want them to collaborate more. So how do we, how do we balance that? Is it good to be in competition with each other for these things? Or do you wish that there was more uh, collaborating, I guess? Mm, it depends on, 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 on the solutions, right? I, I, I mean, we do also work very closely together with uh, Skåne, with the southern part of Sweden. And and this is also sometimes you know two two different countries. It's the same region. It's a meta It's a meta or a a collaboration region. You can say, but still, it is you know we are we are funded by Danish tax money. So if a case goes to to Sweden, you know it's it's also a little bit difficult. But what we see this as a great business region, and it doesn't we would have benefits from a company establishing in in the southern part of Sweden as well. So I I think we have to. You know, just face the fact that a company, even based in in Hamburg, can have an effect on a business in in the Nordics, or they end the business out of Hamburg, or even you know what's going on in Amsterdam in 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 you know circular construction and sustainable construction can have an uh, even an effect in, in in Copenhagen because there are so many similarities between the two cities and a lot of Dutch companies here and a lot vice versa. So. Yeah, it, it's um, it's collaboration, but it's also competition. But yeah, it, it's both, you can say. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Anders, do you have a, a mess up story to share? Um, no, I'm 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 way too new in, in this job to to have any. I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, I mean, uh, you know, thinking about it, the uh, this. I, I want to say alignment of expectations and uh, timing is very, very important because you can see that if we take the sort of EV electric vehicle and uh, building up an infrastructure for charging stations, that whole space is, is obviously very interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, the timing of tapping into that space in Copenhagen and Denmark now is much more or is much better than it was, say, even a year ago. Yeah. There's been a lot of rules and even as late as as last or in October, so a bit more than a month ago, municipalities here can also <coughs> sorry, municipalities here can also co finance uh, you know, um, operators who want to uh, install or um, uh, charging stations. So so it's important to be aware of the the, the timing uh, put in another context, say I would have helped a company a year and a half ago that operates in the EV space, then that may would have been a bad timing and a, and a bit of a messed up or a mess up sort yeah. of situation as opposed to now. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think the timing for, I mean, I think it's one of the main determinant factors also of success, right, is the timing aspect. And um, I guess... Do you ever have to kind of tell companies, hey, it's not the right time? Mm -hmm. I think we prefer to 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 try to create the the, the, the right timing. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't want to say that we exclude anyone on that mm -hmm. matter. I think we are we are of the belief that the, that if if a company is genuinely interested in 
in coming here or if they have an interest in exploring business opportunities here, then we also believe that we can help them. Um, cause, cause that's also, I believe that's also part of our job to sort of notch or, or at least, uh, you know, be in touch and in dialogue with, with the stakeholders here in the ecosystem to find out, you know, where are we in terms of, of the timing and, uh, if we're not fully there well then how can we take it in small steps if this company really wants to come here now and sort of building that business case because you also have the example of um <clears throat> you know you know building a business and doing business can also take time take time to land the right projects and so forth get the right team understand the culture so it's really also on, about understanding your business journey and and how you can say if, if the timing for certain projects is in one year time well well what can you focus on yeah. now if you come here so that you actually are ready in, yeah. in one year time for that so 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 we like to try to to create the timing i would say yeah 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 it makes sense yeah. So the next question I have for you all today is going to be a question that we ask every single guest that we have on here. And I'm really interested to hear everyone's responses. So it is to you, what is a smart city? Martina? Yeah, that's, that's actually a good question because the definition is different in a, any country yeah. or in every country. It's, it's really different. So it's important. And in questions. every city. Exactly. <laughs> or yeah. to every person, really. It is, it, definitely. And I think in some countries it's more tech-focused than in other countries. But in my opinion, uh, a smart city is a city where I can live without any um, hurdles in my everyday life. And that it fulfills my desires and uh, needs. Yeah, wonderfully summed up. Thank you. Um, Anders, what about you? Do you disagree? No, I mean, I think it's really about putting people first before the technology itself. Yeah. Um, and try to be smart about it, making sure it makes a, a real impact in, in society. I think that's the most important thing. And then I think, and that's something we've discussed lately as well is to to make sure that smart city technology uh, is put into the context of the overall green transition. Mm -hmm. So how can smart city technologies actually support the green transition in, in, in cities in particular? Um, yeah. But definitely putting people first and, and then looking at what are the real needs and then and then if Implement. the technology fits, yeah. don't force it to fit, but make it, make it actually fit what the needs are. Yeah, uh, yeah I think that's super important. Yeah. Um, Reke, do you have a, a different uh, answer for anything you want to emphasize in a couple of sentences? Well, I, t I totally agree with Anna's. And uh, yeah, I, it's, it's about the, the citizens and, and, and the people, but uh, yeah, but it, it is also to, um, you know, embrace technologies because I think if we really want, and that's what we want to want, and that is uh, the, uh, the the target of Copenhagen as well and what we're aiming for to, to become circular as well, we need technology. We cannot be circular without technologies in, in buildings, in, in cities, and in, in everywhere. We need that one to become successful if we want to be circular, if we want to have circular societies. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I completely agree. <laughs> thank you for all your answers. And thank you for taking the time to talk to me today about the beautiful city of Copenhagen. I'm really happy to be here and telling me all about the smart city ecosystem. Thank you. Thank you very much, Tamling, for inviting us. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. Yeah, it was, uh, it was really nice. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. And to all of our listeners, if you want to learn more about use cases from Danish cities and companies, you can find more info on Babbel and be part of our community. And you can make a free account at www.babbel-smartcities.eu. You can also follow us on LinkedIn to follow about the Danish month that we're doing and to read more about what's happening in Denmark. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you at the next stop on the journey to a better urban life. Reke, if you think um, uh, Copenhagen is a dolphin, then what do you think Denmark is as a whole? A big swimming pool. <laughs> a big swimming pool. Yeah, perfect. <laughs>